What's up, everyone? My name's Chris Marshall with my boy, Frank G. We are the hosts of Build the Empire podcast. Frank G, tell the people what we do. What's going on, everybody? Chris and I, we discuss established empires while showcasing us building ours. Look, normally every Thursday we dive into some successful empire, such as a business, an entrepreneur, an athlete, an entertainer, something relevant in pop culture. But we're going to take a look inside our empire since we are building our empire, which could take, I don't know, how long do you think it's going to take, Frank? Well, I mean, an empire could be built until the day you die. Till the day you die. I mean... 20, 29 years old, I, I like where I'm standing currently, uh, but, you know, people who are 25 have made way more of an impact than I did recent or currently. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you, you see people who already either, I mean, if you have a talent and you made millions already, that's a 0.01% at 25. It all comes down to talent. And then, you know what they say, hard work trumps talent, right? I mean, I believe that. I do believe that. Um, but I do also believe that it will take much longer. Uh, significantly longer. You know, that's why um, I'm noticing a lot of uh, my peers or our peers within mm. our age demographic. Um, they're feeling some type of way of turning 30, whether it's because they're single, they're financially not where they're at, mm-hmm. their career is not where they're at. And I look at 30 as a playground. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, an awesome opportunity to have made it to. Yeah, and I know what I'm building. I may not even accomplish until 44 years old, which gives me 15 years. And having that you know, perception and perspective, um, it gives me the advantage, way more so than the next guy. Yeah, to be honest, I'm, I mean, I turned 29 before you. You'll be 29 soon, and I'm, I'm excited for 30. I mean, 30 is the new 20s. Like, I mean, I... And also, as I'm getting older, you realize you truly do enter a different phase of life and a set of knowledge that you have. And that's why they say the youth is wasted on the young. If I had all this knowledge when I was 14, totally different story. Um, yeah, that, that actually bothers me, right? Because I did music at 14. So if I had the knowledge I did now, um, I could certainly amplify my music career and kind of simultaneously or go hand in hand together couldn't think of the words there so i just simultaneously you almost said it yeah (laughs) dude damn damn. (laughs) i mean look it 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 does get me a little tight and then when i see people who do music now who i go on like their social media pages and they don't have content it bothers me me because it ironically it's interesting we necessarily don't have talent or or more so me i don't have a talent but my talent is i guess sales which means i'm reading people and how they move and interact so it gives me a step or two in front of people or yeah. ahead of people. well i mean you you obviously we all have a talent i mean it doesn't but you maybe you don't have a talent with a clear uh way to make money with a very clear way to make money like if you're in if you're a musician you have a clear goal path i mean it may not be clear but that's what you're doing you have to well, figure out what your talent is. I would say my talent right now would be sales and marketing in the sense that I can get someone to read and see my messages when I'm communicating. Now, if I had a talent to go hand in hand with that particular talent, the two cohesive 
together mm-hmm. certainly will just i mean it, it it they correlate yeah absolutely i mean i would we're both in sales i would say my talent is as well sales and from being a manager for a few years now i mean team building or you know rapport keep you know i mean certainly i feel like being in management for three years has made me way more likely to um successfully build the team i mean team building is kind of hard though it it is hard it's very hard and i've had plenty of uh teams that just didn't mesh well that's one of the worst things you can have oh it's funny too. I was thinking earlier. Uh, I, I think I was in the shower. It's where I do my best thinking. And mine's on the you know, toilet. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I've, uh, I've cursed out so many people in the shower. No. Oh. No. Well, uh, I used to. I used to. I used to talk on the phone a lot in the shower until I kept breaking my phone. So I was I just going to say what. This has to be the reason. Very interesting. You did not put that together much sooner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I was thinking how many people I've cursed out regarding business transactions, uh, bad service, um, and I have no ill will towards them. Like I can curse you out, and then you know if you ask me a question on something I'm I'm good at, I have no problem helping you. Like, I'll tell you straight to your face, your service and your business communication absolutely blows. Yeah, I'd say that number. Individuals, okay. Yeah, I'd say that number's in the dozens, multiple dozens. I've heard it for you. I've seen you do it many times. Yeah. I I mean, mean, I I would say uh, when you do it, you could be more aggressive than I could. I'm not saying you're aggressive, but I I mean, I typically, uh, I think you'll call them out more than I would. A hundred percent. I'll call them out, and then, uh, yeah, I can. I can get. I can get pretty mean, I suppose. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's weird, right? Because like, I have no hatred behind what I'm saying, but I yeah. am purposely belittling whoever I'm speaking like that to because you probably did me wrong. So now it's an eye for an eye. Yeah, I hear. I definitely hear that. Um, that's actually something that I've had to kind of learn not to do. Um, I mean, you can't be literally your sales team. Well, that's different now. Now it's, you're talking about a team. You never belittle your team, even if they do wrong. But which, of course, will happen whether, you know, whether it's a few times. Time. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It happens to me every, I mean, not every day, but I'd say probably every month. But wait a second. Let's bring this back real quick. If you have an individual who you constantly speak with mm. regarding the same action, now what, what's the deal? Why can't you comprehend this? I don't. I don't understand. We went over this conversation six times. Is there something wrong with you? So, I mean, if it's a constant thing, then clearly, I mean, and when you're when you're in a company, obviously that's an HR issue. You can't. There's many steps to getting rid of someone. It's actually uh, troublesome. <laughs> well, that that's what's interesting because you said one of your strengths would be team building. But your team building within a corporation that is providing you essentially leads to help team build. Now, team building outside on your own mission is a whole different ballgame. 
Well, unless you have, yes, definitely a different bowl game, but if you have a vision of what's going on, I mean, so I, you know, working for this Salvatore Ferragamo, there's a vision of what I need to do. So it's much easier to build a team when you, when you know the goal. So I'm assuming when you have your own goal, I mean, we're slowly team building, I guess. Shout, Shout out, John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, John Paul. Um, I haven't given John Paul any work because I've been lazy on my end, um, not giving him timestamps. And he needs to understand exactly what to look for to create yeah. the videos. Um, now, what I wanted to bring up here, if we're going to talk inside the empire, is there's seven streams of income. Mm-hmm. Can you name me all seven? I mean, probably not correctly, but obviously you have your nine to five. You That's have, called earned income. Yeah. Um, I mean, passive income. Now, I don't know what that covers, but there's, royal, mean, there's royalties that is, income. That's, that's one, so that's two. Passive income essentially is every other income except the earned income. So the other six streams of income is essentially passive. Other than your earned income is what you're saying. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Is, is the market separate? Probably not. Uh, nope. That would be capital gains. So that, that's the market. And then on top of that, you have your dividend income, which is a dividend. Tax- dividend is its own category. Correct. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have capital gains, meaning if I put $100 into Apple. And then it, it rises. It, it, that's my capital gain, but, but Apple gives a, a 1.2% yeah. dividend. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a, an interest putting money in, in the bank, which is another form of income, interest income. Then you have rental properties. I was going to say rentals, yeah. Income. Now, at 29, I have five of these seven streams of income. Now, they're not necessarily scaled to you know, large amounts. Um, but nevertheless, they're streams of income. I mean, yeah, at least you unlocked it at this time. I'm sure many people this age, maybe two or two or one. Well, you know, I just asked you, what are the seven streams of income? And you more or less named about three or four. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, you are very smart and you are in the game you think like me, I would say the average person doesn't even know that many. Nonetheless, that there's seven. Definitely. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. When you, even speaking to people in your peers, I mean, me and you, we speak about these things. I mean, we, we're interested in these conversations. Um, not everyone you come across is going to be talking about, you know, leveling up um, their incomes. Or leveling up in general, right? I mean, yes. I'm trying to get these Mario coins. <laughs> yeah, essentially wanted to potentially do a Nintendo empire, but we decided we're going to talk about ourselves inside the empire. Tell them why we're not talking about the Nintendo empire. Frankie Facts doesn't have any facts today for you guys. <laughs> Yo, I'm so happy that you took accountability, man. You really do know how to build a team and take charge. <laughs> I tell you, man. Because I bet you are like every other asshole fool manager who tells their team, listen, guys, accountability is important. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't really, I don't have that catchphrase. That's for sure. I, don't I tell have that my, catchphrase. I tell my manager, my boss, I'm like, look, man, do not sit there and tell me about accountability. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, I know yeah. what to do. If I'm not doing well, I'm not making money. Therefore, I'm upset. I don't need you to tell me I'm not accountable for myself. And he understands completely. Well, that's because you guys have, a, I guess, a good relationship. Uh, yeah, of course. But like when I worked at Yelp, uh, one of the values. Now, this is a company core value. There's four or five of these bastards. And yeah. one of them, accountability. Um, I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, you fucking asshole. Because then that is literally leverage to hedge themselves to get rid of you when you're not listening and abiding by it. Yeah, that's all sales jobs, man. <laughs> that's all yeah. sales jobs. They literally uh, make you con- accountable. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Whatever they want. That's why they do that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Now I'm ahead of the curve where I could be like, yo, I'm a grown-ass man, right? Like <laughs> I'm accountable for myself. And then I could recite this back to them and then essentially flip it if you were confident looking them eye to eye. Uh, I mean, that's a whole different episode right there on how to manipulate and sell through body language in that regard. Um, But going back to the streams of income, Mm -hmm. this one's interesting, right? Because there's two streams that are difficult to obtain and certainly take longer to obtain. And that's the rental properties along with the royalties. Uh, Rental property is just a capital uh, and risk and balls move. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. But if the market keeps falling, that's out of the equation. And then when it comes to royalties, you have to invent something. Yeah. 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 You have to invent something or I guess start a company with, like you said, I guess you invent the product and then someone's buying you out or helping you. Yeah. Which is ironic that we were talking about Monopoly yes. uh, the other day. I've been feeling to play Monopoly. I almost want to call what you a, and a bunch of my friends to play Monopoly. What a long ass game that would be. Eh, fuck it. We get a little wasted, you know, get a couple little twisted tees or something and, and play Monopoly. I'll tell you right now, though, I'm, I'm the schnauzer. I'll tell you what, I'm bringing Nooners, not twisted tees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was saying twisted tees because. Uh, we may have party. I hope she likes Nunes better because I like Nunes myself. Yeah, except they're limited. Nunes and Ciroc goes oh, to me. Yeah, that's true. They are. It is uh, <laughs> limited access to that. those two drinks. Yeah. Um, Certainly, we would get on Monopoly, though. I always liked, uh, oh, you said the schnauzer. Damn, that's my piece. That's I'll take, my piece. I mean, I I picked them up with you. Maybe I even paid for it. <laughs> what are you saying? Maybe you did. <laughs> you, lend, you lent me the monies. <laughs> I did. I did. I guess it was my dog for like an, uh, 24 hours or maybe like 15 hours. It was your dog probably for like two hours. Was it? Uh, yeah. I'm sure I didn't uh, wait till the no, next day to tell you that. <laughs> yo, Venmo me 2500 <laughs> I got you. Thanks for putting some deposit in the bank for me. But what's interesting, yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, your stack of ones that you had carrying your room for no particular reason. I, uh, (laughs) I was, so we were talking about Monopoly and we were stating how, uh, I said how it was a good business move because the owner, well, yeah, the owner of the patent bought the game 
in like 1903 from the creator for 500 bucks, which I'm but, sure is a shit ton of money. Yeah. Well, that's also confusing me off the bat because so someone, what this guy created a title and then someone finished the game. So what happened was it was like Monopoly is supposed to be, it was a teaching moment. So some mm-hmm. teacher or accountant created the game to showcase how taxes work. It's actually phenomenal. Yeah. And then somebody, I guess, later on came in and found out, oh, shit. This is fun and I can make money. And there's multiple purposes. You're learning as well as having fun. Yeah. He he bought the rights and then blew Monopoly up. Now, I think that's a great business move. Now, this has happened over and over and over. It happened with that game Spikeball. It happened with famous Amos Amos cookies. You know this one specifically. I don't even know what those cookies are. You never? Oh, yeah, you do. You know what famous Amos is. Is that the yellow bag? Yeah. All right. Makes sense then. In fact, that guy, I was watching The Office, and he was in the episode (laughs) I was watching, like, yesterday. He came by, and uh, it was funny. Yeah, well, yeah, he came by to give a speech. And he, and he had like a cart with, it was covered. And everybody was like, are those cookies under there? And, he, <laughs> and before he could say, he's like, yes. And then he never gave his speech. Everyone just took the cookies and pretty much left. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Aaron, Aaron goes up to him and is like, I have a great idea. I have a great cookie idea. And he turns and he goes, don't tell me it's oatmeal without the raisins. And she <laughs> She just said, I'm sorry for wasting your time. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. The Office, one of the best shows, man. Best shows. Best sitcoms out there. Facts. Anyway, so Famous Amos actually went on Shark Tank as well. Um, And it's sad because he created his own cookie business because somebody swooped in and bought Famous Amos, Amos, whatever the hell you call it. (laughs) And and he doesn't own it. He did like the worst possible deal. And what sucks even worse on the show is, he did. Is, no, on Shark Tank. So so he, he created and invented yeah. famous Amos cookies. Mm-hmm. Then he sold the rights to the name and the patent or the uh, ingredient, whatever it is. So he can't sell those anymore. And yeah, he yeah. had to create his own new cookie, which he then went on Shark Tank for to try and sell that idea. So he initially had a successful cookie recipe and very like, successful, presentable. Uh, yeah. And then he sold it for minimal gain. I don't know. I think he ended up getting fucked over. Uh, I don't think it was a good business move on his end. It was a pretty sad Shark Tank episode. Uh, a lot of them said they <laughs> I don't even think he he received a deal but what what sucks most about this is that he sold his name his name is Amos oh silly so he so so he can't even create so i so the the leverage and the value is in that name yeah you if, can't can't even do something like baked by Amos no Otherwise, he gets sued by yeah. his own uh, terrible, terrible business. His cut poor guy. 
make sure yeah man he's he's an old guy nice guy I felt bad shark, shark tank was like you got fucked and i don't want to invest in this because you'll probably fucking get fucked again or somehow fucked yeah me. i mean because in the end in the end you have business people and then you have just people who are good at their crafts people who love cooking people who love making music but they're not good at business and man that's tough well, because when you're good at business, you could generalize your field a lot. I mean, pretty wide. Uh, when you have a craft, that's like your talent that you hope you discover early to make money. Yeah, but it's weird, man. I mean, someone can come up to me with a business idea that is cookies, and I can look at it and identify the strengths and weaknesses and kind of, uh, you know, think that I, I can kind of understand whether or not this is a good or a bad investment. And then you can come to me with light bulbs and I can look at the market that way. Yeah, well, to me, it's maybe I'm incorrect here, but cookies, inventing a new cookie brand is to me like inventing a new soda. It's a terrible market because of how large it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and now you have all these bakers that are coming up doing their like own thing. Like I said, Bake by Melissa or El, the Prez uh, Barstool does cookie tasting now yeah yeah so that's a real it's a really tough business and the cupcake uh uh the cupcake industry was a boom like five six seven eight years ago yeah bake my melissa got killed that one um that sounds so familiar yeah it's usually in the airports it's the tiny tiny cupcakes where you could try one of each because they don't they're not like a, a lot of calories so the problem with that is all right, you have Baked by Melissa, but I, do you know, I mean, that's one in like 100, 200,000 that was able to scale. That. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest, she was innovative with the idea. I've never seen that before. You make 24 oh. flavors of a cupcake and then you make them small enough where you could try every single one. That is the only way that you can probably get it out that way. Yeah. Because the, the, the amount of dollars that it takes for marketing purposes to you know, just have a brand and expand the reach to convert. It, it's, it's almost, dude, to have a cupcake or cookie store, it doesn't make sense. It like I tried, right. I was going to buy an ice cream store. Ironic. Cause that's how me and you met. That is true. We did meet at Colville, but I was, isn't that about location, location, location? It, whether you could spin it however you want, but mm. the problem is, is with those items, they're so uh, cheap. Yeah, right? I was just going to say they're inexpensive. inexpensive yeah. yeah, that's the word. That's the word. They're a dollar, two dollars at most, three dollars. Your margins are probably, let's say, a good margin, forty percent. So yeah. that's very I mean, true. It's very true. You have, you have to flip thousands well, of whatever. Yeah, and to be honest, I, when we worked at Colville, I felt like the only times our bosses went on vacation was after Father's Day or Mother's Day when they sold like $8,000 of ice cream. So Carvel was, that actually was a great ran business. I mean, it makes sense why they kept it for so long. Of it course. Was, I mean, they'd get a bag of cream for $60 and then flip that oh. bag of cream. Yeah, I think it had 400 ice cream cones. Something crazy like yeah. that. And if it was too, and if you le- if if there was left over, you just make hard ice cream with it. Yeah, that see that that was a great business. And what's interesting is because of that experience, my first job working at Carvel mm. scooping ice cream with you. Yep. 
I later was prepared and knew what I was getting into when I was thinking about buying an ice cream store. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of knew what came along with it. You knew how I knew everything. I knew how to operate the store. I knew mm. I, like what the store. Yeah, we ran that store. We ran the stores. We ran Yeah, which is wild. I guess that was part of our building. Um, you know, one of our first jobs, it was it's all a part of it. It's levels. Yeah. I remember, uh, I had to take a test to get my food license and you were just like, no, nah, not going to do that. They never asked me to do it, but they kept making me do like, I kept closing stuff. Yeah. That was, <laughs> fuck, fuck those guys. They fired me for no fucking reason. Pieces of shit. I, bro, every time I've gotten fired, <laughs> I what? swear I have, I was fired unethically because I eventually crossed a line where the person in charge did not like me because they crossed me in some regard. Yeah, well, that's all comes back to if you want to be free, you be your own boss. I got no problem having a boss. I have no problem being a subordinate. I have no problem with discipline. But be respectful. Don't be a dick. Especially when you're young. I mean, we were 18. This guy's 65 years old, stealing odd pennies. Stealing out tips, and I fucking said something. A week later, he fired me. Like, fuck you. I'll tell you what, though. I've certainly accidentally left that freezer open twice, losing them hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I've never made that mistake once, and I was the one who got fired. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the kid that we both knew who worked with us had to clean up my mess because I was leaving. Oh, man. I'd, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, pretty sure that was Mike. <clears throat> Shout out, Mike. Mike sorry, a- sorry about that, buddy. You were nice in a team player, though, I will say. Yeah, I remember yo, that. Mike, Mike was the man. Mike was the man. I think he helped me get the job. Um, shout out, Mike. Appreciate you, Mike. Carvel days. My second job. I was in a uh, pizzeria before that, which sucked, to be honest, way worse than an ice cream spot. At least ice cream's cold. I'm burning my arms everywhere. That anyway. is not true because the fucking asshole owners didn't even have heat. I remember working. Oh, like I forgot about once. that. I remember working July was. It was so bad. Dude, I think we. I think it worked in our favor with tips. People would come in and give me five bucks. It's and be so like, bad. yeah, so yeah. Bad. They'd be like, tell your boys to get an air conditioner. Here's five bucks. Like, oh, oh, I'm going to keep man. it. But <laughs> oh, jeez, listen. Before we end this show, because it's coming to an end, I want the listeners to understand this. I, and I hope young listeners are listening right now. When I was 18 years old, I was getting in trouble. My parents literally said, you have to get a fucking job. I had $130 to my name, and I just got a $50 ticket. So now I have $80 to my name. Within a couple of years, I was able to get ten grand. 20 grand, 30 grand. So, I mean, it starts with a job and then you just scale. And then the more money you have, it is way easier to make money. That's a fact. Absolutely. And when you're young and, you know, you you have a job, it's very important to realize what to spend your money on and what not to and what's not a priority and what is. So, you know, I wish you uh, all the best and co- leave us comments, DM us, you, Instagram's on YouTube. We'll uh, talk to whoever wants it, you know, any advice. Yes, sir. Peace.